0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Sweet Seats podcast for the 2022-2023 school year. My name is Ben Shadel. I'm Anthony Schulte. I'm Tyler Ratliff. And I'm Zach Hayes. Man, it's good to be back, guys. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. It's great to be back. I'm so excited. We're part of the sports broadcasting class here at LOHS. And uh, I guess let's get right into it. First topic, I want to talk to you guys about something. So I'm scrolling through Instagram the other day, right? And I see this uh, post from Barstool Sports. They're verified on multiple social media accounts, so they're pretty real. And They didn't pay for t- Twitter Blue? No, no. Mm, okay. I see it, yeah. So anyways, they took the 124 teams out of the four leagues in, uh, in the United States, the NHL, the MLB, the NFL, and the NBA, right? And they all ranked them, right? So my question to you guys is, Which Detroit sports team out of the Tigers, the Lions, the Red Wings, and the Pistons do you think is ranked the highest in this list?
1: Oof. I'm probably gonna, the Red Wings. Yeah, I'm going. you to go with the Red, Red Wings, wings Red Anthony? Red I'm gonna Red go with wings. the Red Wings. Yeah. Can
0: we Red get wings. some explanations, or are we just gonna throw them out there?
1: Best record. I think they're the best overall team
2: so far. Okay. I'm Over to you, Tyler? Uh, I'm gonna go Red Wings too, just because, like he said, they got the best record. I mean, the Lions still are pretty awful, yeah. and the Pistons they have some young talent, but we're still bad. Their yeah. record is not good at yeah. all, and then the Tigers are just
3: crap yeah, what, do so, you, what do you think Zach? lions are definitely not it no tigers haven't brought it together the last few years and i i don't know anything about the pistons so i'm going red wings as well
0: you're gonna go red wings see that's what i thought as, as well oh boy but unfortunately the red wings are not the top team in this ranking they're actually ranked as the 119th best team some of the teams that are ranked above them are the orlando magic uh the ottawa senators the jacksonville jaguars are ranked above wow. the Detroit red wings in this So, now my question is, the Detroit Pistons are actually ranked as the top Detroit team. So, they go, Anthony. The Detroit Pistons are ranked as the top team. Now, here's the second question, and then we'll go on to other topics. Do you think that the Pistons are ranked above 100? So, that's 101 to 124. Or do you think they're ranked below 100, 1 to 99? Where were the Wings? The The Wings were ranked
1: as the 119th best team. They're definitely under 100. If you said all those teams before, I mean, unless they're like 101 or 102, I think they're under 100. You think they're under 100? All right, what yeah. do you go over to T-Rat? What do we got?
2: Um, I'm going to go over 100 just because last time, I mean, I thought the Red Wings were going to be the best team, and they weren't. So I'm going to just go with the opposite choice on this one with a guess, and I'm going to go over 100. All right, now what do you think, Zach?
3: Guestimate over 100. No, nothing about the Pistons. All right. <laughs>
0: they're actually ranked over 100, they're ranked wow. at 107th overall. So that that's pretty, pretty shocking. The Lions are ranked at 122, and the Tigers are ranked at 110. I'll take that.
1: I'll yeah, take definitely. That. That's,
0: I'll, 107 out of every single top four sports league. And they're, they're only going up. They're only going right. up. They're yeah. still getting better. Yeah, they got a lot you. of young like, talent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So let's keep on talking about the Pistons real quickly. What do you uh, guys think about the Pistons' season so far? Let's go to Anthony first.
1: Uh, well, I've watched every single minute of Detroit basketball this season. It hasn't been glorious. Um. We're very young. We're very young defensively on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, we we went from having one of the most potential on the defensive end last season, being ranked in like the middle of the league to the absolute basement of the league in, on defense. Um, turnovers is a is a big problem with us. We, we again, we're young. We do, we we're still developing that basketball IQ and playing in an NBA setting. Um, it's really just it's really just the defense and our bench. Our bench is one of the worst benches in the league, Definitely. next to the Warriors. We're 29th in the league um it's it's our bench i mean we're getting alec burks back tonight he's probable coming off of that uh i think nervicular fracture in his foot um so getting alec burks back you know three-point shooter off the bench gives us another shooter other than isaiah livers off the bench and we're getting marvin bagley back in the next couple games so mm-hmm. our bench depth is going to be is going to be going up since the uh, preseason injuries and um the one more thing i I'll, I'll touch on is the way Dwayne Casey has, has has been coaching this year. A lot of fans don't agree with Dwayne Casey and how he's been coaching. But one thing that I like to see from Dwayne Casey is to start the season, he didn't stagger his offense at all. He had our starters on the floor, then our bench, then our starters, then our bench, then our starters. He, decide, he, he decided to see, OK, our bench isn't scoring. So we're going to stagger our players. Sadiq Bey, he, w- he would start, but then he'd be out after five minutes. And then he'd start the second quarter with the bench squad. So he'd be able to quarterback the offense on the bench because he's a prolific scorer, and Sadiq Bey and Boyan Bogdanovich are basically carbon copies of each other. They're both shooters. They can drive occasionally. And bringing Sadiq Bey off the bench frees up Boyan, it frees up Sadiq, and it frees up the starting offense, and it makes it much – it flows much better.
0: Yeah, definitely. You could talk about this for hours, can't you? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've watched so much Pistons (laughs) basketball. I I could go in-depth on every single player, but I'm not going to do that. Definitely. All right, over to T right now. What do you think of the Pistons so far?
2: Okay, okay, okay. I just gotta be for real. I mean, you said it best. In my opinion, Dwayne Casey, he's gotta go. He's had enough I mean, really time already. Here. Yep. He's had too much time with the Pistons. He's got Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, uh, Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, Boy, and still, like, what are the record? Like three and ten. We are three and nine. Three and I'm nine. Pathetic, if I'm nine. not mistaken, that's yeah. what it is. And yeah, still, I mean, yeah, they're young. And what are they, young 20s and still like, Mm -hmm. Jalen Duran is 18 years old. 18
1: years old, and he's leading the league in blocks and rebounds. Offensive rebounds, excuse me. Offensive rebounds. Definitely.
2: And you're still like, your record isn't very good. Yeah, they're young, but it can be better than that. The Pistons were supposed to be coming into the season, the best team in Detroit. They were supposed to be better this year. After the draft, you got Cade Cunningham coming back. You got Sadiq Bey. And they're still just I the mean, good we, old Pistons. Definitely.
1: Statistically, we are better. We started last year yeah. 2 and 10. We're 3 and 9. Nice. We beat a really good Warriors team, even mm-hmm. though they've been struggling this year. There's, Curry still dropped 32, and we beat them by double digits. Yeah. That was big. We beat the Magic. That was a good game. The Magic are a solid team. Um, we had a couple tough losses, like the Pacers. Um, got blown out by the Pacers actually. So it's we're still young. We're still young. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my main thing. We're still young. Kate Cunningham still he's in his second year. Jay Ivy's a rookie. Jalen Duren is a rookie. Sadiq Bay in his third year. I mean Killian Hayes. I mean he had a good game last game, but it's time to give up on Killian. I agree. I mean mm-hmm. a couple free agency signings. Maybe if we're bad this year, Victor Wembanyama that mm-hmm. fixes our sizes. That fixes our size issue but a couple good free agency signings we have the second most cap space projected next off season i mean we get one one good free agent another year under our belts everybody's more experienced and i see the pistons being at least next season a play in team and possibly a 5 or 6 seed next season to be honest yeah well i was
0: talking with this about you yesterday how um the Pistons don't have a lot of uh, talent right now, but what they do have a lot of is potential. Potential, yes. And that's something that's really exciting And to talent
1: see. and young talent are two completely different things. Exactly. Definitely. Talent is LeBron James, you know, yeah. 26 to 35, you know, in their quote-unquote prime, like 30-point-per-night yeah. s- scores. Luka Doncic, talent. Young talent is Tyrese Halliburton, Cade Cunningham, those players that are still in there. Jaden uh, Ivey. Jaden Ivey, first, second, third year. Basically the difference between a veteran talent and a young talent, yeah. basically. You can't you can't go out there and expect the, uh, this team of twenty
0: year olds to go out there and compete with the, the national champions. Right, or something.
1: exactly. And, and we even we only lost by one or two to the Bucs. Exactly. And yeah. the Bucks are one of the, they were undefeated at the time. We we had we had a great performance against the Bucs, and we probably should have won if it wasn't for a couple of questionable foul calls by the refs. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse. We had a lot of. Bad offensive possessions, a lot of bad turnovers, silly open misses. But that's what happens mm-hmm. when you don't have experience and you're one of the most inexperienced teams, quite frankly, in the league. Yeah, I, I
2: agree. D- yeah, I agree with like everything you're saying. Just here's my concern with the Pistons going forward. They have a lot of potential, mm-hmm. what you're saying. But eventually, I think we all know that Jaden Ivey probably could be a superstar in the NBA as well as Cade Cunningham and all these other people that we have could be superstars. Right. How are you going to pay all these people for a long period of time? Because in today's world in the NBA, people don't stick around in the same team that's for true. a very long period of time. We
1: have our man Troy Weaver. And Troy Weaver, and Troy I, call we him, trust. I call him Dream Weaver because he is one of the best. He is, in my opinion, turning the Pistons from the 2018 Pistons with Reggie Jackson and Blake Griffin leading your team with Andre Drummond to this young team that's like this team could be contenders in a couple years. He knows how to how to build a team, and he knows how to keep those players. Look at OKC. He built the Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant team, and he kept Russell Westbrook. He let go of James Harden. That's one, that's one bad thing. But he kept J- Russell Westbrook. He kept Kevin Durant. He kept Steven Adams. He kept Sergi Bach. He kept those star players that he built through his organization. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Jaden Ivey, he has family ties. His mom, Niel, played for the Detroit Shock, former WNBA team here in Detroit. His grandfather, um, he played for the lions so and his dad went to detroit country day with chris weber so he has ties to detroit so he said he wants to play to, in detroit for the rest of his career yeah so if we can if we can just give him the money that he wants he'll stay cade cunningham him and his team Ashton the trainer it's just his trainer his cousin part of his team they have embraced detroit on social media uh, at the games they've embraced detroit and not many players do that when when you're not a free destination, you got to build through the draft, and that's what Troy's doing. And Troy's be able to keep those players because he's drafting players that are good, but also want to be here. That's true, definitely true. So now I want to sorry, Tyler. I want to shift now
0: to a different topic for a little bit of time. Zach, you're very you're you're very into the Tigers. We're gonna go to you first. What do you think about the Tigers? Claim a little bit of breaking news here. They claim they claimed Andy Ibanez off the waivers from the Texas Rangers. What do we think about that?
3: Um. I, I hope he adds some depth to our chart, and I hope we actually keep him for longer than a year because we did pick up a few people last year. We talked about uh, Torkelson. We had Baez. We had a lot of good talent, but I hope that we don't just get rid of him in a year because I believe we got rid of our catcher. I can't remember his name, starting catcher. We already got rid of him. So, Barnhart? Yep.
1: We also got rid of Victor Reyes. What are your thoughts yeah, on Victor Reyes being like? Yeah. Okay, let him go I,
3: down to Toledo. That was a questionable decision. I don't agree with that one bit because we had him in the lineup so much last year. I mean, that could that could enough. mean a
1: big off uh, our outfield signing, couldn't definitely, such so as Mitch yes. Haniger. Right, that's, that's a big one right there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our new GM, Scott I, Harris. Yeah, Scott Harris. He could be looking at okay, let's let's build our outfield. You know, we already have Riley Green out there. He's a star, right? Victor Reyes. He's, he's serviceable, but if we could get a star and replace him with a star or a star-level talent, boom. Definitely. And something to remind everyone out there is that the Tigers under the
0: Scott Harris era are 11-2 from last year. I mean that's that's nothing big, but like I mean I mean come on. You gotta we look at positive. Finish, we sometimes. finished the season strong last season. Yeah, you season gotta for look sure. at you gotta look at positive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, now we're gonna switch over to the Lions real quickly. I wanna hear your guys' opinions on the Lions <laughs> and how we're doing. Uh the TJ Hawkinson trade was a very big trade for the Lions here. Tyler, you wanna go first on this one?
2: I would absolutely love to go first on this one. So in my opinion, that trade was just I mean, yeah, we all knew eventually Hawkinson was probably going to leave, but it just stunk to lose him because he's a very valuable asset to our team, especially because we don't have Jamison Williams back yet. And we need threats for the deep ball. I mean, our only threats right now are we got Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, DJ Charks out, Khalif Raymond. You got Khalif Raymond. Tom Kennedy. Yeah. It's varied now. It's not. Yeah. Do you think it it was a good
1: trade? Like, like from a from a front office perspective, what do you what do we get? What do we get? We, we got uh, we it, turned two fourth round picks into runner. a second and a third, and we got rid of Hawkinson. Hawkinson's nice. an injury prone player who was inconsistent at times because we, we don't run our offense through our tight end, right? So why are we he's going to demand something around the max? Why are we going to pay a tight end when we're rebuilding a max contract? Right. I think I talked to you Ben about that a little bit too. Yeah. It, it, you're turning two fourth round picks necessarily into a second and a third and you're getting rid of a player that probably you weren't going to bring back because Brad Holmes is a smart guy. He's not going to pay a tight end that amount of money if it's not Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews.
3: I think it was the right trade at the wrong time. Like when I with agree. our other, mm-hmm. it's yes. we just don't yes. have anything there right now. Now that he, Hawkins is gone, like we need something there, and we probably could, should have held them for a little bit longer. Well, that might have been waving well, the,
1: yeah. the right white flag for Bryce. That's, Young. What, I, that's yeah. what I was saying. Because yeah, Bryce definitely. Young and Jameson Williams they played in college together. That's what I, that's
0: what I want to see the Lions do. I'm mm-hmm. personally not a Lions fan. I'm a Steelers fan, but I like uh, just looking at the Lions. I'm and everything. not sure that's much better, buddy. Well, well I mean, not least, not, this yeah. season, <laughs> not this season. Not this season, at
2: least. To the Lions, the one thing I gotta talk about right here is this. I want to go back to this past Sunday's game against the Packers. Ooh, good game. Dan Campbell lately, he comes into the Lions saying he's going to bite people's kneecaps off or whatever <laughs> he does, and everyone's like, "Oh, this guy, he's going to bring football back in Detroit." And let's not forget we're playing the Packers at home. You got the quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who a couple years ago comes in on the last play of the game and throws one of the biggest Hail Marys like I've ever seen. Shocks everybody. And we're going down the field or whatever, and we're not in great field position. Instead of him being like, "Mm, you know, we should probably punt this ball. He's like, no, no. I'm going to go for this on fourth down or whatever. And he's going to – and he screws it up. You give Aaron Rodgers the ball with good field position and – this is the quarterback that has destroyed you many times in the past. And we're Way all watching years. on TV, like, Thursday. oh boy, here we go again. Good old Lions. They're going to mess it up. And we're going to lose the game. And thank gosh, Sammy Watkins or whatever on that last play. I don't know. I've, I heard rumors that he ran the wrong route. He messed up Rodgers' part or whatever. But we got the win. But that, if Dan Campbell would have lost that game, who knows? Like, we might be talking him getting fired next year or whatever. Like I think rumors. he's a little bit too aggressive. I agree. I mean,. It's fourth. This has happened twice that I know that I've noticed
1: this season that we're in the red zone, fourth and short, fourth and one, fourth and two, and we're taking long shots to the end zone like it's fourth and goal with two seconds left and we're down by five. Like you, you, you have Jamal Williams, who is a one or two yard running back. Yes, he did fumble the ball at the goal line against the Cowboys, but you can trust him to get that one or two yards. Why are you not utilizing him? Why are you taking
3: deep shots when you don't have any receivers? Yeah. If we had more power, I can see where he's coming from, but mm-hmm. we just literally do not have that. We don't have the resources to just do that every time because exactly. that's what ends up screwing us over in the yeah, long run. Absolutely. Can I
0: say something real quickly? Well, sure. Do you think maybe this is an effort to tank maybe for an
1: actual quarterback that's not Jericho? I don't goal? think Campbell's don't, trying to actively yeah. tank. I no. think it's I mean, just he's too aggressive
2: with no talent.
0: That's definitely true, yeah. but at the same time, if you lose this game, yeah. And I can I can definitely see the Lions going seven to nine and not making the playoffs yeah. and getting a crappy the draft.
2: One thing that I just have to say though that has not changed with the Lions this season, and we we saw it again this week too with Akuda and Kirby. Who Kirby did Kirby have a Joseph great game. Had an amazing, he awesome game. game. But we cannot forget what happened on that one play when Rodgers whips the ball up, and I can't quite remember perfectly if uh, Akuda and Kirby were going for a tackle or a pick or whatever, but. Two players going 100 miles an hour at each other. Yeah. And before, you know, Akuta, Spears, that happened Kirby twice. into that the happened ground or whatever. Packers. Yeah. And I feel like just like when you watch the Lions, things like that on our team mm. happen specifically on the Lions. They don't happen on other teams. Like yeah, it's, it's only us. You're in the NFL. I this is it. supposed to be the best football players in the world. And I feel like the Lions just have these consistent mistakes like, mm. oh, man, he's going to punt the football up. He slips and falls or whatever. Like, that's just – alliance mistake like when are those mistakes yeah. gonna yeah. stop
0: yeah that's yeah. yeah, a big thing it's a very big thing so now i want to talk about we we're going to talk about college football but i, I do want to say one thing real quickly tonight is one of the biggest games of this college basketball season and i talked to everyone i talked to everybody about this but tonight i am i am tuned in
3: you have not stopped talking no, about this it this
0: a great yeah, game Six thirty p.m michigan state basketball is taking on the number two re- uh, ranked team in the state on an aircraft carrier for the first time in 11 years they're taking on Gonzaga on an aircraft carrier. I'm, I'm excited. I, I love this. I think it's a great idea. Very creative uh, idea for a game. You know, you get got other uh, leagues doing this, like playing games in London and stuff like that. But the fact that college basketball is actually doing this on an aircraft carrier for the
1: first time in 11 years,
0: mm-hmm. it's very special. I'm very looking forward to it.
1: I'm not necessarily a Michigan State fan, per se. But I mean, I'm rooting for Michigan State on an aircraft carrier. That's cool. cool. We tuned in. And we it's watched sick, that yeah. game until the Pistons are on, of course. Yeah. And it's it's gonna be a fun watch. It's gonna be fun to see that in it, the sun setting in the background and the, it's good, It's gonna look great, man. Yeah. It's, good, it's gonna be a fun watch. And if Michigan State wins, that makes it even better. Yes, it does. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'm
3: also not a Michigan State fan, but I do hope they get this because Gonzaga in the past has gotten. Yeah, it. I, don't like I, I don't like Gonzaga. Nobody likes
0: Gonzaga. Everybody the overhypes them every year. They're gonna win this. They're gonna win. Th- they get out by the second round. They're just they. It's I hate Gonzaga.
2: First of all, like we got, we I gotta hit on this a little bit too. Imagine being on the Michigan State team and being how cool it would be yes. to play a game Definitely. in basically like the middle of the ocean. Definitely, like you're yes. outside. Wait, is it docked or is boat? it?
1: Where is it in the? Is it? No, it's actually ocean, going it through the ocean. No, oh, it's going wow. through the ocean. Wow. It's moving
0: through the ocean and everything. They have the people in the stands are the Navy people that work on the ship. It's incredible. Well,
1: imagine how how many uh, difficulties that might present that's not like when you're grounded at a normal arena. I know, definitely. Wind, it's, going it's going to present. There's going
3: to be some third-party factors that they don't account for. That's yeah. going to happen at some point during the I game. I think
1: I think Izzo's a smart enough coach to factor them in. And hasn't Michigan State been part of this game before? Yeah,
0: they were. They were part of it against the North Carolina Tar Heels last time they played in an aircraft carrier. So, so years he ago.
1: knows. He knows how it is. How what what can happen. What it's going to be like. The different third-party factors, of yes. Zach, as Zach mentioned. So I think Michigan State might be a little bit more prepared than Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. That might work in their favor. Definitely. Because Tom Izzo. Is a smart coach. He's a very good coach. One of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time.
0: Definitely, and I will say the last time Michigan State played, it played on an aircraft carrier. Draymond Green won big. Draymond Green won Big Ten Player of the Year, and Tom Izzo won Big Ten Coach of the Year. Draymond so I mean, it, it can it can always happen. It can always happen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So now let's talk about college football, like we were going to talk about before. Michigan State hasn't had the season that we've all hoped for, but mm. Michigan has been extremely well. Yeah, Michigan's They've been a done second really half well team. This year. Definitely, you know I was watching the Rutgers game against Michigan this past weekend, and I we don't I, talk about the first half. Yeah, the first no. half was ugly, man. The like, Rutgers was shutting them down; they were driving on offense, and I was. I was a little bit excited. I thought Rutgers actually had a chance in this game because they were winning
1: seventeen to fourteen at halftime, and then the second half comes and. If you're the underdog, you don't give up twenty one points in two minutes. No, you can't do that. You're not even even if you're winning at halftime, you're never going to win those games at any point in the game if you're giving up twenty one points in two minutes. Definitely,
2: yeah. Just the thing that concerns me with Michigan or really any Big Ten team is the fact, like the best teams usually in college football, obviously, they come out of SEC, whether it's mm-hmm. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, teams Tennessee like that. because year. And they're playing high – yeah, Tennessee. And they're playing high-caliber talent yeah. every week. They're used to playing the best of the best. So when Michigan or Ohio State every year, I feel like now, last year when the they get thrown playoffs? in oh, the college football playoffs, <laughs> yeah. and we saw it last year, here Michigan comes off a win over Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, Feeling blows great. them out, Feeling and then – you see Georgia come in and, and just they face absolutely ragdoll doll Michigan. Like it's not even, Spain. Yeah, when they, when they, even close. I when mean they would, go, yeah definitely.
3: when they go up against a powerhouse team, they're just not prepared for it. They don't no. they haven't yeah. faced it enough that season to know what yep. to expect and how to prepare yeah. for
2: it. And you see it specifically like against, against Rutgers, like those mistakes in the first half with defense. If that was a good team like Alabama or Georgia or Tennessee or Clemson, that would have been game over. Like you can't do that. You can't make these little mistakes even against Bad teams because it shows if you do it against a good team, you're going to get beat. Definitely, yeah, when, you're,
1: when you're playing Ohio State or Georgia <laughs> or any of those play or any of those teams, you cannot be making if you make mistakes, minimal, minimal mistakes. One, two, three, you you have to be practically perfect against they, those
2: teams if you want if you want to win. Definitely, yeah. But one thing I would like to hit on just with college football real quick. I know that Shadel. Who here? I know you're a state fan, I'm but I got state two. While well, I got two other Wolverines here, you're a Michigan fan, aren't you? Sheldon? Yes, sir. You are. Okay. You guys hyped up your team so much this year. I feel like because mm-hmm. I feel like after this Kenneth Walker Tuck coming thing this year, they're like, we're gonna we're gonna kill you guys again this year. We're gonna we get we. Paul Bunyan back or whatever. We did and. Yeah. Um, what happened this year exactly? I'd like Dumpster to ask Dumpster fire. You.
0: Dumpster fire. Like I said at the beginning, it's been a very underwhelming season. But I mean, you, you got to look at the positive sometimes, right? We just came out and we beat Illinois, which I didn't that was a very think, good win. Didn't that even think win. That, that was that we a good, good win. close. I'll give you that.
2: that. But, I mean, like, it's been a little bit of a d- disappointing season. Mm-hmm, but, like, everyone was talking about how we got all these five- and four-star recruits coming in. We're going to stop Michigan or whatever. But we don't have one five-star recruit coming every, in. College. I don't know. A lot of Michigan State fans were talking about this, though. And just people that don't really – I know you're probably educated, but a lot Definitely. of other Michigan State fans that aren't educated oh are God, saying yeah. that. Twitter
1: Michigan State fans. Yes. Twitter yep. Michigan yeah, State
2: like fans. Yeah, like that. And it was just – Concerning to me, like when you come in and especially with the whole thing that happened in the locker room at halftime, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Let's go into this real quick. The video was released and instantly
3: just backfire everywhere. Nobody, no Michigan State player was safe from what the backfire was that came after that video was like released out to everybody. Yeah, that was just that was unex That was unacceptable. I mean,
1: even if there was a little bit of trash talk going on when he was running back. That's normal. I, it, it, that's, no, that's normal for a rivalry. You have to keep your composure, take your loss, like like like, res, be respectful, yeah. take your loss, and sportsmanship. And that just, they lost their loss, they lost their cool, and repercussions came. Yep, definitely.
0: Well, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. It's been a great first episode from us, at least. Once again, I'm Ben Shadle
3: I'm Anthony Schulte. I'm Tyler Ratliff. And I'm Zach Hayes. Thank
0: you very much. That was good.